Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody, disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. My friendship to all of you precludes my involvement with any one of you. But if you want to make love, then I do too, and I'll be right there behind you. Happy New Year, constant listeners, and welcome back to the Losers Club, a Stephen King podcast presented by Bloody FM, the number one podcast network for horror in the world. Uh, and thanks to Charlie Lawrence of The Most for our, uh, our most awesome song, The Friends Song, which I still get messages in our DMs uh, asking for who sings that killer song. Well, now you know. We're going to make sure every episode going forward in season eight, we will finally do it. After seven years, we're going to finally say who sings the song right in the beginning, right there. Uh, well, if you couldn't tell from all the rambling here, this is uh, your host, Michael Ramblin Rothman, uh, ready to kick off the first episode of 2024 and the first episode of season eight from A View of Gate, if you remember that one. That was a, the book up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a book episode from two years ago. Uh, season six. Ooh, seems like yesterday, but uh, so does the first episode, which was seven years ago, almost to this day. In fact, I looked through our Google records uh, and saw that we recorded our first episode of The Losers Club on the 7th of January in 2017, which is only three days away from when we were recording. So it's close enough. Now, you're probably thinking, wait a second, this episode dropped on January 5th. You're recording on January 4th? Oh, yeah, we're recording it now. And we're going to get it out like almost right afterwards because we've just been slammed. We're so busy. We're crazy. <laughs> we're busy bodies, you know? So, but we, we didn't want to start this, uh, you know, this new year without going into, you know, our traditional uh, preview that we do. So I, I want to do the math though, because I started this a couple of years ago. Maybe it was last year. I don't remember at this point, but I'd like to break down how long is seven years. And that's specifically 84 months, 365 weeks, 2,500. 553 days, 61,272 hours, 3,676,320 minutes, 
220,579,200 seconds since we the Cue first the rent started. joke that I'm sure I we know. made last year and the year before. You know, year before that. it's just, you know, it's a... Uh, I get fired if I don't make that joke, okay? I just want everyone to know. Hey, you know, look, it's... Uh, oh, is that what it is? Because uh, 5,000... 5,600 minutes. Yes. Uh, I, only, I only know Taylor Swift lyrics because I hear, you know, every song every day for the last six months so i don't know the well, rent lyrics but i know you've got the a whole year to learn them so, that's true you know. that's true well maybe i'll get maybe i'll learn um the rent music after uh ghost brothers of uh darkland county i'm getting ahead of myself Uh-oh. i'm getting ahead <laughs> of myself uh so yeah look all that time wasn't a you know behind the mic but the fact that we've been doing this for 365 weeks because this is a weekly podcast now granted we didn't become a weekly podcast until february of 2017 so let's just say maybe all right 361 down in the numbers mike i want to get down but i just want to say that i think now we said last year that we think malcolm gladwell would agree that we're experts i think we can say for sure that we're experts at the podcast realm um but maybe you know maybe anyone disagrees here no if you do don't leave us a review i know they'll probably (laughs) be like oh actually um (laughs) i've heard blah 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 anyway uh i do want to i do want to note that if any of this sounds like deja vu to you you can thank my google docs uh and my ability to copy pasta where i looked at last year's script for this very episode why are you saying this <laughs> we did it because i wanted i want people to know how the meat's made here you know sometimes sometimes they don't appreciate the burger they're eating you know like they're eating al's cat burger well they don't need to know how he gets the burger we find out Al goes Look, back man, in time. Speak for yourself. I bring fresh content every time I'm on the mic. You know what? I, I do that, but I got to stay on the beam because if I don't, then I'll turn into like the fucking yellow card man, like waving around being like, ah, ah. Uh, anyway, let's start. I've this. never once started an outline that I didn't copy paste from another outline. So oh yeah. You have to do it. That's I mean, how this, I roll. if we're doing a weekly show, not to mention this isn't just a weekly show. We do like two or three episodes a week. You know, sometimes most of these are like, you know, two hours. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself again uh, or getting off the beaten path of this. I said, let's introduce uh, my fellow losers uh, today who will definitely keep things off script. Uh, let's say, start with, oh, from Chicago, down the street, like Cheap Trick and carrying just as many guitars as Robin Zander. <clears throat> Randall, say hello and tell us about the King Tattoo that you're debating on getting and why it's most definitely going to be the 1994 TV cover reprint of The Stand. Uh, hey, it's Rockin' Randall. I do want to get a tattoo of the cover of The Stand. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't think too much before I said that. So instead of getting the classic uh, demon and hero sword fight, I have now committed to getting the Gary Sinise, Molly Ringwald uh, special edition cover for the 1994 miniseries. So their faces will be emblazoned on my stomach. It's going to yes. be pretty rad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Airbrushed, you know, yeah. delightful. I can't wait when, you know, we do a Losers Club reunion and we're all 60 and we're like, let me see that tattoo. And you're like, <laughs> It'll be all wrinkly and disgusting <laughs> and hairy. And I'll be like, Molly, uh, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm, I'm very excited for you to get that tattoo because I definitely need to get a tattoo also. So I, I, I got one with a, with a little pumpkin uh, over October that took about 10 minutes to, to get and is already fading away. So I need to get another one. So I want you to tell me when you get one and yeah. maybe I'll join you. Maybe I'll get um, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader fighting. So it I would love it like- if, you, if you are a patron 
or if you follow me on any social media, please tell me the shittiest possible king tattoo that you can think of, yeah. and I will take it into consideration. I, well, I texted you earlier. I said, I'll give you $2,000 if you genuinely do the stand <laughs> airbrushed. Like, I keep saying airbrushed, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, with like all the different oh, yeah, yeah, colors yeah. and stuff. Soft, soft focus. Yeah. 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 I, I want to get, maybe, I kind of want to get a, just James Marsden in a denim jacket from like the newsstand. Just like a candid shot of him. Yeah. Well, on my not, arm. Not King's favorite uh, stew. That was such a, that was such a fucking fire subtweet. Yeah. I could not believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, I think, I wonder I'd if. I'd be licking my wounds if I was Mr. Marsden. Well, Mr. Mm-hmm. Marsden, he's doing just fine considering oh, he's in one of the best shows I've seen in the last three years, which is uh, <laughs> The Curse. No, I'm just joking. Uh, Jerry I wish he was on The Curse. I know. Those two shows are just incredible. But, uh, well, you've heard her voice already. Uh, and I just want to say this is a very special moment. Because uh, this is now your fifth year, Jen, with the show. And I just wanted to ask, how does it feel to be such a fucking loser for the last half decade? (laughs) Well, you know, I've spent a lot of time being an amateur loser, um, you know, quite a few decades. So it does feel really good to achieve that official half decade loser status. Um, And, you know, I wasn't there on that first uh, recording, but I was listening to that first episode. So, you know, I feel like I have been with you guys for a long time and it's... It's it feels like a family now, which is really sweet. So, but yeah, it does like it's been five years. Has it really been five? Yeah, years? it'll be five years wow. this summer. So this will be 5, we're getting there. You know, losers. Bradley Cooper and Maestro. But yeah, so I I think that's you know 2019. It's weird that it was almost five years ago, which means that Doctor Sleep this fall will be. Uh, five years old which yeah. is pretty fucking wild um, all things considered but I, I just imagine when we were recording in 2017 seven years ago uh, speaking of Stu Redman that like when you started listening to us I went like and like you heard that like <laughs> it's like when, uh-huh. you know when, when Harold gets when oh yeah dies <laughs> and yeah and Stu's like oh. my mouth's filled with the taste <laughs> That's what it was That's like. That's exactly Jen, what it was like. When you started listening, we're like, oh, someone's listening. I can, I can, I could feel sweaters. Um, anyway, this is me, we're getting Abigail up, out just, there. Yeah, just. But it's like you're going back and forth to get the chicken, like in that that chapter. But listening to our episodes, like God, mm-hmm. they, they're still in the stand part one. Just killing um, weasels right and left, you know. Yeah, I, I wonder when you were listening to our stand coverage if you were like a recent reviewer who said, "Oh, do they even like Stephen King?" And, and, and started <laughs> a listening. Recent reviewer, they've been saying that. They've been for saying years. It for a while. Actually, they've... I, I mean, this feels like the best time to tell you that was me. That oh my god, that wrote that review. <laughs> you know like, what? what I, I hired a private investigator. Uh, I hired Kevin Bacon from Maxine, who's a private investigator, and then I just uh, just pulling some facts that I, I was dusting off from last night. But well, like, uh, Kevin Bacon is in Maxine. I'm suddenly. Yeah. Much more interesting. Yeah, Not that I wasn't going to be there on day one. But. Did you see uh, uh, Leave the World Behind? He's in that I one. I did. Yes, he is very grizzled and hot. Yeah. And kind I of a king character it. in that one too. Do you think he about is it? very? Um, it is a very king character. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say what I always say when it comes to time. Uh, sorry, Donnie Hens, uh, but we we got to look back. We must look back. We must always look back. Whether or not we have a deadhead sticker on a Cadillac to look at, I don't know. But before we head into the great season eight. I want to close the door on lucky number seven. So, uh, or number lucky number eleven, depending on the harnet uh, that you get. Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. I got um, harnet. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's start off with our favorites, or breeziest, or toughest, or fa- no, actually, let's do them all. Um, favorite episode of twenty twenty three. Jen, go for it. Uh, my favorite episode 
to be on, I think, was our 112263 coverage. I think all of those were so much fun. And I think my favorite episode to listen to, Randall, were your interviews. They were just really, really great. I think they added a lot of context, too. So, yeah, those were my favorites. What about you, Randall? Um, I love doing those interviews. Uh, They were great. They were super fun. I love talking to people who can sort of uh, smooth my brain over and teach me new things. I'm kind of like, I'm browsing uh, the list right now. You know, I think like, I honestly really love talking about Holly, Mm. um, even Mm -hmm. though I didn't love the book. I just felt like, I think that episode to me was one where we all came with such different perspectives. And I feel like we had different levels of like enjoyment and vitriol that all kind of coalesced into a fun little a stew, you know, you throw a bone in it and got a stew bone. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think that was one that stands out for me, too. I also really loved our Under the Dome coverage. Yeah, uh, it was because, fucking great. Well, that was just like, I love that book. I have such an affection for that book. And it was, to me, it was like a real pleasure to just spend a lot of time in that world. I, you know, I think it's the thing with these long books. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all long, but it's like these thousand plus pagers. They're, they can be like rough sometimes in the going of it. But man, they feel like they feel like you just ate like a great steak when you're done with it. And mm-hmm. talking about it is like, you know, unbuckling your pants after the meal or whatever. It was just really, really fun. And, you know, we did a couple fun shows on the Patreon uh, last oh, yeah. year that I look back on very fondly. Like there was one where uh, I think Dan and I talked about and Jen, were you on it where we talked about like Stephen King on TV? Yeah. That's yes. A, that was that's one of our one. highest rated episodes. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That one was really fun uh, because I, I think I put a little extra time into that just because I wanted to get all the clips in and that's not mm-hmm. something we often have the time or the bandwidth for. So I think like we all put in a little extra time on that episode. So yeah, if you're not a patron, um, it's on the Patreon. I didn't talk about, it wasn't like King on TV, like his adaptations. It was, I was really interested in his influence on TV and the way that his brand and that his like sort of specter, I guess, like haunted television in the eighties and nineties specifically uh, and in the two thousands, but primarily those and um, the kind of evolution of his influence where it was kind of a punchline to kind of a soft influence and then to like some modern day juggernauts that wouldn't exist without him. And that Mm -hmm. to me was uh, because I guess that's like a topic that I love to discuss on this show is, is how, especially over the course of our lives, Stephen King went from, I wouldn't say like a hard punchline, because I think people always loved him, but he did represent like a certain kind of schlocky horror. And mm-hmm. now I think he, it's not like that anymore, you know? And, um, and I think that is because the generation that grew up on him has, you know, now is now growing up and they're the ones that are kind of dictating culture. And mm-hmm. so I think he's getting the respect that, I think he's always had respect and he's always, you know, done well, but I think the full breadth of his talent is being embraced these days. And I think that looking at it through that lens, like the way that his his influence seeped into pop culture was a really cool way to do that. Um mm-hmm. and I'm really pleased with that up. So yeah, those are my yeah. answers. What about you, Mike? You know, I was I was really debating on it. It's it's so like twenty twenty two, I keep I feel like off mic we've all been talking about how twenty twenty two is really like our kind of banner year when you think about it you know not, not only just in the sense that sure we, you know we talked to Stephen King but also you know we did our film festival we went to Maine it felt like it felt like a very soft series finale in a weird way just in terms of what we were able to do uh, so I think going into 2023 there is this sort of well okay how do we how do we top this mm-hmm. and I just think 
the run that we had for our book episodes last year is just pretty fucking great. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've gotten into I wouldn't say heated arguments, but there's been certainly, you know, DMs in the past where I've just been like, what do you what more could you want from us? Because they're always <laughs> like, you know, I, I kind of miss when you did a book episode every week. And it's like, yeah, but buddy, we can't do that. And also that makes no sense, uh, you know, from a from a show running perspective. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think we took a lot These of that. Books are 700 pages long. on Exactly. Average. Like, give me a break. Like, so I but I think even so. We really did dedicate like every month last year to, you know, really solid, I think, home run book episodes. And I, I, I just was really kind of proud at what we were able to accomplish. I mean, the fact that we did multi-series for a bunch of them, we did, you know, multiple, epi- multiple episodes for Death After Sunset, multiple episodes for Under the Dome, multiple episodes, obviously, for 1122. The full dark coverage was all separated. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. just was really cool and interesting to see so many different voices and so many different perspectives um but i the thing i keep i I totally for i always forget but it was like i think it was a feat at the time and i'm not sure how the listeners really reacted to it but being able to do like an official podcast for 20th century studios with like the boogeyman thing was pretty fucking cool that was so cool yeah and it sounds incredible yeah like like you know caffrey wrote that you know he pieced it together so fast and put it to this incredible story together uh you know ashley cassidy and uh lauren ogle i think that's her, her mm-hmm. from keep it weird they you know they did the voices and may schultz just doing all the great production work on there it, it it's pretty incredible and to think mm-hmm. what's even more staggering is that that's our second audio drama <laughs> so it's like you know it's you know not to toot our own horn but it, it's pretty cool to see eight you know eight years in or seven years into this and eight seasons and like just kind of the different areas that we've been able to tackle. And, and I think mm-hmm. that the sandbox that we find ourselves in, and we just find new ways to expand upon it. And I think, so I think that was my favorite part of, of 2023 was just that, you know, even despite these sort of benchmarks or highlights that you would assume would be like these, oh, yeah, you're reaching towards that. Because there's been multiple podcasts dedicated to one name. And then once they talk to that person, it's like, all right, well, that's, that's it. Yeah. Well, that was never the goal to begin. It was never the goal. It was never, and and I think just I think there was there could have been an assumption that that was the case, and I think this past year we really showed that like there's just so much more to just to explore and to discover. I mean, so much to the point where, I mean, with the three of us do scheduling, it's gotten so hard to figure out like what could we possibly cover with the bandwidth that we have right now because we have so Mm -hmm. much still in store that we want to cover. I mean, we're doing a fucking two month run right now of like (laughs) movies and TV shows that we didn't get to do and in last year so it's yeah it's, it's, multiple series too yeah you know yeah yeah but it's felt so like creatively freeing this year too you know like mm-hmm. it's it's not like we don't have any more fucks to give it's like we've we've accomplished a lot of what we wanted to do we and so now it's like what do we want to do where do the does the passion lie and for me what i really love is like really digging into the minutia of the text yeah. you know it's part of the reason i love doing the archives episodes Those so are much yeah they're so interesting and like really digging into the characters and part of why i love like these these multi-run episodes for books is that we can really like tackle these books in the way that i think we all want to like we want to do justice to everything in it and we want to look at it through as many perspectives as we possibly can and it's felt like we can do that you know it's like the pressure not that there was really pressure before but it just is like what do we want to do how do we want to cover these things you know yeah and i I mean 
just even thinking about, you know, Randall mentioned, we, we talked about the interviews. I mean, you read multiple books <laughs> for this 1122 cover. Oh, yeah, even, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I went nuts on that. I just wanted it to be like I was talking to people who were so much smarter than me. And when you do that, you just want to like try to <laughs> try to catch up as much mm. as you can. So that was really cool. I was going to say, though, it's like the goal of this podcast and and, uh, um, you know, I, I, I always say like the celebrity, the celebs we chat with. That's like a feature, you know, it's mm-hmm. not, yeah. it's yeah. not the thrust of the pot. It's a fun, like side dish. But I will say, uh, I, I forgot to mention what may be the greatest episode of the pod we've ever done, which yes. was, uh, talking to the bachelor. I was, set gonna- <laughs> <laughs> I had which to show- me <laughs> yes. is one of the, was so fucking fun. And if anything, that's what I want to do more mm-hmm. in this podcast is talk to more hunks about Stephen mm-hmm. King. <laughs> Like hey, we need, I do more, too. <laughs> yeah, we need more hunk representation uh, in the world of things. There's too many dorks, <laughs> too many nerds. Like we need, uh, we need to bring the hunks in and, and make us make space for the hunks. I've I, got a list of hunks I would like to talk to. So. <laughs> but do they love King as much as Bachelor former Bachelor Zach Shalcross? Because he probably genuinely not. Love King, and yeah. that's like what was so fun. Um, I've never leapt on an interview faster. I literally heard him say, or I heard a podcast. I, I listened to Bachelor podcast and I heard someone say, yeah. Zach said in an interview, he likes Stephen King. And I, I, I've never assembled an interview fast. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty lightning fast. And I, the thing that's so, I, it was funny you mentioned that because I was, I was about to say that. And then I saw the audio drama and I was like, ah, I kind of go with the audio drama. But like, <laughs> oh no, you should. I, I obviously. think <laughs> the, the, the cross thing is definitely one of the highlights. And I think that <laughs> what I didn't notice and I, I think it's fair to do say this now because it's after it's way after the season. But Heather pointed out in one of the clips that we used to promote the episode that uh, <laughs> that I guess you could see the winner behind him. And no, I think that was just a producer. That's what I people, thought. But she said that. Sa- well, people said. Well, here's the thing. Maybe at the time, I don't know. I can't remember. Because it was I March. Love that, it was I like do Mar- love that people were. It was bef- It was when he was with the person that he you know, that he chose and he's still with them. Uh, but it wasn't, but like it hadn't happened on the show yet. Yeah. But I do know that there was like Reddit conspiracies about it, which is really fun. I've, yeah. you know, awesome. I love a Reddit conspiracy so long as I'm not the subject. I love to be oh, like 100%. adjacent to it. Yeah. Uh, and so that was really fun. Just ride uh, the wave. <laughs> ride yeah. the wave, which he would probably ride the wave. He looks like he could be a surfer. He, yeah. You put, guy can probably do it all. Yeah. That guy's great. <laughs> he can sing. He can <laughs> dance. bachelor, man. You know? He can play sports. He also <laughs> made some of the smartest decisions. I mean, like the, you know, the fact that they're still together is a big testament to that. But there was definitely some, some total babes on that show that he, yeah. that were clearly into him. But he was like, you know what? This is just, isn't, this isn't working. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like lesser men would have been like, um, I'm going to make the worst decision of my life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Which men is, who don't read Stephen King. Yeah, yeah, they make those bad yeah. decisions. You know, yeah. well, they probably interview those uh, guys. And his uncle's Dave Putty, so there's that too. Oh, is is it? Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, okay. Well, let's talk about the breeziest Stephen King that we read in 2023. I'm interested to hear what you all think is your breeziest read. Uh, let's start with Randall. What was the? What was you? You say like the easier one that you got through, or actually just enjoyed it. Probably just after sunset, which yeah. was one I hadn't read before, and I mean, twenty twenty three was a year of very long books, mm-hmm. uh, by and large. I mean, aside from like Colorado Kid and um, 
And then uh, there were a few others, but like that was the just after sunset went down real smooth for me. I'd never read it. And it kind of reminded me that plus everything's eventual, which I think we covered in 2022. But like Mm -hmm. those two, the one two punch kind of was like, oh, yeah, I'm really into his short story stuff, you know, because I think I got kind of burned out after um, after revisiting Nightmares and Dreamscapes. And then and then I also didn't like I I know like Skeleton Crew is some of the best stories of all time, but it's also got some of the my least favorite. Mm-hmm. So I think like I got a little burned out on them. So yeah, and just after sunset, I think is pretty strong. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Top to bottom. So. Yeah, that's. I feel like that would probably be mine. I I just devour those short stories, and I had already been really excited for it because we had read I had read Willa, uh, you know, back in twenty twenty two. I think for our Valentine's Day stories because I saw that Caffrey had put it on his list, and <clears throat> that became an instant favorite of mine. And so I was. You know, I I saw a lot of debate on our Discord, which, by the way, if you don't know what a Discord is, it's a community where you could talk to all Stephen King fans like yourself uh, that we host on our through our Patreon. So, uh, patreon.com slash the Barons, join us and you can talk. But on the this week's debate, they have mil- millions of debates. But one of the things I saw was like people kind of slagging on uh, everything's eventual, and I fucking love that book. Like I had. I, I genuinely I love that collection. Stars. Yeah, I, I, everybody, everybody's entitled That's to their true. own That's true. opinions. Everything's but I, eventual. I think Fine. being able to go from that the prior year to just after sunset again, it's a, it's a fucking treat. And I think the fact that we're getting you like it darker this year and bizarre we're going to be covering is just I can't wait. So yeah, the the short story collections are always like the most fun for me. But Jen, mm-hmm. what about you? What was your breeziest read? Do you think? Well, actually, I have two answers. Speaking of the short story collection, this was not for the pod. Well, it was kind of for the pod, but I reread for stuff I was writing. I reread The Mangler and the Boogeyman Mm. this year, which were two like those were the first two, I think, King things I ever read. And I love them just as much as I still did. They're like you just sit down and you have a fun hour reading these awesome, really fast stories. Um, but for the pod, it was Colorado Kid. I really loved that one. It goes so fast. Mm-hmm. I loved our episode on it and the conversation we got into. Um, I remember hating it the first time I read it and just absolutely turning around on it this time. So yeah, that was, I think I listened to it in like a day or two and my, I think I even started listening to it again because it was a couple of days before the episode. Um, but yeah, I loved Colorado Kid. It's a, it's a banger. I think that it gets a bad rap. It does. I, I, I get why I get the criticism for it. I do too, I, I but do. they're wrong. Uh, so. But yeah, yeah I, th- I'm really proud of that episode. I feel like we went really deep into just also kind of discussing, you know, because there was that weird elusive tweet that was like mm-hmm. the year before. It was like, oh, it's connected to from Buick Kate. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I have like, to figure mm-hmm. that one out. Um, and I think we had a pretty cool discussion on how that relates to not only that book, but also the Dark Tower and endings in general and how f- kind of frivolous endings can be in itself, which is something that you kind of brought up again in the 1122 coverage, which I think was, you yeah. know, endings are where you make it. So where, where the story just happens to end. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, good, good choices. Uh, let's flip it. <laughs> what, was, well, what about you? Oh, um, oh, I, yeah. Just after sunset. Oh, pretty, sorry. Pretty much is there. Yeah. Like that. And Colorado kid was an easy read too, but um, I mean, to be quite honest, the 1122, the way we broke it up in sections, cause I, I couldn't go ahead. I had to keep staying from section to section when we were recording those episodes. Cause I just wanted everything to stay fresh like uh, subway. And mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I just found myself just really rushing through them. Like I, I couldn't, yeah. it was hard for me to, to stop when I had to stop. And 
That says a lot when you're reading a fucking 800 something page book, which was it like that for Under the Dome for you? I mean, you had to like devour that book really fucking fast though. So yeah, I, man, that, that was a, Under the Dome is really good, but it's like, there are parts that really drag yeah. and, um, and the end is, you know, no spoilers. It, it's like, it just gets a lot more despairing, like, and mm-hmm. a lot more like harrowing than mm-hmm. I remembered. And it made me feel like shit in a good way, you know, in yeah. the way that. I think like books can make you feel like shit in a way that I think like stirs up a lot of emotions. It did that, but it also, you know, it was kind of a nightmare book in yeah. some ways. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was we- like, so yeah, parts of it flew right by. Parts of it were like, I don't know, like SpongeBob walking down the dark hallway. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is your, what are your saved images that you always love <laughs> That's using? one of my favorite memes. And uh, I always think it's barbarian. I'm like, why is SpongeBob <laughs> <Yeah>. barbarian? <laughs> He, honestly, knowing that movie, he could have just popped up and, you know, hey, suck, yeah. sucking Don't on the mommy's mom in the movie <laughs> um, with the bottle. Um, well, speaking of which, toughest read. Was that your toughest read, you think, from yeah. last year? Yeah. Easily. I mean, given the short duration that you had, I mean, it was a, it was a fast fucking turnaround. Yeah. Because um, I think you had to do, what was it like? It, it was coming out in August, but there was some travel or something like that was in, involved. It was, yeah, it was chaotic. There was a lot of scheduling stuff. So it was, yeah. love the book. Love, 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 love the book. It was just like, that one was a bit, a bit like, I was reading it faster than I would have liked, you know, because I'm a yeah. pretty slow reader. Um, you so I usually that? start stuff pretty far in advance, but that one I had to, you know, crank yeah. through, which what is about- tough when it's like 1100 <laughs> I know, which is funny because I think it's it's longer than under than eleven twenty two. Oh we yeah, dedi- yeah, we dedicated yeah. six episodes or to, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what about? Would you say that that was easier though than doing the three back to back Dark Tower up uh, books uh, last year? No, that was the hardest because I don't love all the Dark Towers. Yeah, like I don't yeah. dislike it. Um, I actually grew to like it a lot more. Uh, burning through those three like back to back, but there's parts of it that I find a bit agonizing tedious and yeah i remember during seven i feel like you were like oh my god i can't wait for this yeah six and seven both i mean there's like again high points low points in both but there are parts where my eyeballs were falling out of my head blood was pouring from my ears what would you say uh caused you to do that jen what what this year this past year well eyeballs bleeding I uh, read the entire Holly series, um, so all six of those books, uh, reread them, and I, kind of like Randall, like I enjoyed them a lot more, I think reading them back to back, I think they work a lot better for me if I'm looking at it as a Holly story rather than a Hodges story, um, and I think that they benefit from um, consecutive reads also, but you know, there are some low points in there, um, so yeah, it was just kind of... It was a lot of crime, and that's not my favorite king, but I found a lot more to love in it than I was expecting, so that was really fun. And I'm excited to cover a lot the Hodges trilogy, or at least start on that this year, too, because I think it gets a bad rap, and you know, I think a lot of that is justified, but I also think there's a lot of good in there, too, so I'm excited to kind of tackle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, what a glutton for punishment. I don't know how you I know. <laughs> I, I just don't. It, it's like you, you'll have so many assignments and then also have like three different podcasts. And you're like, hey, why don't I go read the fucking Holly series again? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Commitment. Hey, that's how much I love you listeners. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Um, I think the toughest read for me was Holly. I mean, it's it's predictable for me. I, I just really didn't like the book. And I, I found myself so frustrated. At 
at the the um well i guess i became even more frustrated in the sense that i felt like i was on an island because there was a lot of what are you talking love. about we used to <laughs> bitch about it all the time over text well i know I no, take no. It back that actually was my worst i totally forgot about it no but well, i'm not my, ta- my I, toughest yeah i'm not talking about among us i i think we there was a, there was some fun aspects of it with the the text threads and stuff but oh yeah i was, was sort of like period of time <laughs> i did not expect the 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 response that it got from a lot of our listeners which is great i mean that's that's what we want we want that, that 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 polarization um mm-hmm. but i just remember thinking like i was will ferrell and zoolander being like am i taking crazy pills like what what, what is <laughs> what the fuck like we read the same alone. book <laughs> yeah i yeah. can't send i can't remember how many times i sent like tom green with a gun in his mouth like, while talking about that. uh that's pretty guy fingered right when he's just like sh- you, don't, you mm. mean i shouldn't blow the the, the brains out of the back of my skull uh hey king's dominion anthony michael hall isn't he in um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, dead zone. in that scene yeah yeah um any other tough reads yeah, i don't want to i don't want yeah. to quote tom cruise and magnolia the past yeah. is uh every, while it's behind us I don't remember the exact quote. Well, it's a good one, though. Um, <laughs> definitely tattoo that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of just go to the tattoo parlor and be like, hey, can I get that quote from Magnolia? <laughs> Tom Cruise says it. It's it's one of his soliloquies. He's like, he's like oh, the, every, the past doesn't matter. Everything is that's behind it. you. It doesn't, you know, it's just about looking forward. The guy's like, uh, the, can you get kid, that verbatim? Kid, you better Google this because uh, I ain't putting anything on your skin. Uh, hey, kid, who is this? Like Robert who, Evans? Like I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's Robert Costanzo. He's like, hey, kid, why don't you watch out? Um, this is a weird question. We had it every year, but I don't know if this really applies to last year because I can't really think of any other than a prequel. But favorite King adaptation of 2023? Oh, I got one. Oh, yeah? Children of the Corn. That was really fun. Oh, yeah. What and am I talking about? There's like at least like two and a half. So there were a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a big one that, uh, you know, was fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Children of the Corn. Like, I don't think it's a good movie, but it was really fun. There was a killer kid with a red wig and that was really fun. So, yeah. you know. And that episode was really fun to talk about. Oh, too, so. yeah. I wish. I think I was on that one, right? The, you the were, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. That I had a blast. I always. I love talking about Children of the Corn. It's yeah, such a, it's such a strange series that I think it it, really it brings the best out of us. I feel like sometimes <laughs> it's just so strange. But um, yeah, blood, Pet your Bloodlines wasn't bad at all. I, like I didn't love yeah, it. I, I wouldn't it. rewatch it, but it's like you know, it's I liked it more than Boogeyman. Yeah. And I didn't hate Boogeyman. I, yeah. That's kind of my um, I'm on the island thing. But yeah, yeah I like it. You know. Yeah, there, it's got a hot Christmasina, you know. I think I'll probably always remember that movie just because of the way I watched it. And oh, yeah. it, it, it felt like I was in, you know, that scene in Breaking Bad. I think it's in Ozzy Amandias. Uh, but like basically when he has to rush back and he's just driving there's a meme for it now where he's just driving really fast and stuff and i think people like apply it to like uh, mario kart which is really funny but (laughs) it reminded me of that because i was driving basically across the state of california to rush to this airbnb all the way in point reyes and i was already feeling kind of sick and i was like we have to get to the airbnb i only have three hours left to watch this screener oh. and it was so stressful and then we we didn't even look around at the airbnb it was just really this big giant airbnb with a lot of wood paneling it looked a lot like the house in the movie but yeah. we got there around like four and so we're watching this movie in this room that i have never been in and in this house i've never been in and i hadn't turned on any lights 
And the movie really scared me because I realized slowly in there, there was the a sun, boogeyman. There was a boogeyman. Airbnb. Yeah. yeah. They, they're like, uh, did you, uh, did you, are you going to put the clothes in the dryer? Um, <laughs> yeah. The dryer door like, was open, but just yeah. a crack. Like, be sure to put the towels in the dryer. Wash um, your cups. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure uh, we'll find you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was the boogeyman. But no, it was, it, it for <laughs> some reason, like it, 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 it totally destroyed the Airbnb for us. This was like a dream Airbnb I had been looking forward to. And because of that fucking movie, and it's so dour and i think in a good way it's dour sometimes but yeah. we the, the entire time we were all like all right let's turn on a light to get to that, this hallway and i was like this is supposed to be a fucking dream home like it's ruined our <laughs> vacation what the fuck Give me um, a boogeyman you know <laughs> yeah yeah um but that's one memory i'll probably always associate with uh with 2023 for myriad reasons uh but what about you all what is what is one memory you're gonna i mean last year we all said maine <laughs> which rightfully yeah. so but the what is it this this past year that that uh the jpeg you're going to save to this file randall well probably like everybody coming to chicago like we had yeah. all the not all the losers we had about probably 90 percent of the losers yeah all together in chicago i met a bunch of people i met rachel and um and uh julia for the first time and um uh and then seeing jen again was amazing yeah it was, it was so cool to be with everybody and we did a live show it was a lot of fun yeah, the live show's a blast. I showed Christine. Yeah. yeah. Did you did anyone stay for Christine? I, I kinda bailed after. <laughs> it was a school night. Yeah. You were there all the way through. You just I was there were all the way in through. the lounge. Yeah. yeah. We Rachel and I watched it until um the show me scene and then we came out and talked to y'all. So and you're like, Well, it doesn't get any better than this. And then I know. Yeah. Downhill like, from we watched here. it to completion, you know. <laughs> yeah. So we're good. <laughs> I, I will that you know, last year when we did the creep show. I did stay for the midnight screening of Christine. And I yeah, think you me did too. too. So that was that was fun. Yeah, um, I think we all kind of did because we didn't have anything else to do that day. No, you know? which was nice. We're like we're off. Yeah. Yeah, I I loved that trip. I was just I was just thinking today because I went for a run in the cemetery for the first time and nearly passed out because it's fucking freezing out and I didn't. I have asthma, so that was fun. I'm just like laying next to graves and being like, I'm gonna join you. Um, just slowly sink just, into the ground. Just miserable. But I was thinking about. It. I was like, the last time I was on in there was with you when we were walking, um, you know, through the cemetery before yeah. going to see Eyes Wide Shut. And I, and I think I deliberately did that because it was such a good moment that I just was like. I keep, I do this dumb thing where I go, oh, two weeks ago I was doing this or one week ago I was doing that. And like, I was thinking the other day, I was like, oh, it was two weeks ago that, you know, we were walking around the cemetery and then, and, and that was like, we had just finished everything and it just, it was kind of nice. It was like when you, I felt like the holidays were coming in, but oh, um, yeah. what about, what about you, Jen? Is it that moment? Because that was a really it, special absolutely. moment to me. So I'm just hoping that, you know. Um, <laughs> Actually, no, that was joking. my least favorite moment of yeah, the year. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, it was because I've heard you talk about that cemetery so many times, you know, yeah. and it was really fun to actually see it. But also like, yeah, we had just finished the live show and we were there and it was like we could just kind of relax, you know, and that was nice. Um, and that's one. Those were some of the best times in Maine, too, was like, yeah. you know, it's always fun to it's fun for me to work and it's fun to like put the show together and do the show. But it's also just fun to hang out with y'all you know yeah. and it was so much fun to see everybody in person and to i got to meet dan caffrey and, oh yeah um, that was so wild like the, the, caffrey was a last minute addition too he so. really was yeah and then he got sick so you know <laughs> yeah. but it was great to see him i re met rachel and julia um and you know to be honest like my holiday was kind of stressful mm -hmm. and 
I and I was just doing a lot of thinking about like my life and I don't know just what I want and who I want to spend time with and I was just thinking about how much fun it was to just hang out with you guys and like yeah. just to walk around the cemetery and to go see those movies like I'd never seen um, Black Christmas in the theater which is one of my favorites and it was just it was so nice to see you guys in person you know yeah it was it was a great time I yeah. I didn't realize that Black Christmas was going to be that crowded. <laughs> So we kind of all got like jumbled in different rows and stuff. It was like, yeah. oh, wait, where is everyone? It's just, uh, but yeah, anyway, um, it was a good time. And I, yeah. I it agreed. was nice to see Jeff too. He he came out and that was really cool because I'd heard his voice a lot and I've interacted with him over Discord a lot. So yeah, it was really fun to see him too. Well, I think, I mean, I'd love to take that format that we had, which is the list. You could listen, you could actually oh, watch the whole thing. We did broadcast it on our Instagram live. And because of that, we had the video and we put it up on Patreon uh patreon.com slash the barons uh, and you can watch the whole thing and we recorded it too but i haven't um actually sat down to edit because a lot of it is visual because we had a whole yeah. screen a slide oh, randall show. crushed that yeah that, just hosting that just, and the powerpoints your powerpoints are always so much fun yeah. too <laughs> great great thank you great bits just bits for days on it and you can <laughs> watch you can actually see most of it in the video that we have on there so it's it's a it's a good visual um any other thing any other thoughts that we want to talk about season seven no it's fun times, you well, know. Let's let's uh, let's close the book on season seven. That's it. Easy come, easy go. <laughs> easy come, easy go. To quote <laughs> Freddie Godfingered. Um, let's talk about season eight. Uh, Jen, we released a book, well, a reading list on New Year's Eve. Uh, our patrons got it a few days earlier. Again, hey, w- w- what is uh, Patreon but not to have all these sort of highlights and favors that get you uh, ahead of the game? So, you know, if you want to get reading list 72 hours before the Gen Pub, there you go. The Varens is for <laughs> you. Uh, why don't you read through what we've got coming up? Uh, I even have it broken down my month, so it should be... A nice little, nice little breakdown for all of you that don't follow us on socials and are probably wondering <laughs> what the hell we're going to be doing this year. Who are searching on socials right now, just yeah. waiting to smash that follow button. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after, you know, catching up on some screen stuff, we are going to start March with the wind through the keyhole and Joyland. Nice. And then April, we're going to hit Carrie and Dr. Sleep, two of my favorites. In May, Mr. Mercedes and You Like It Darker, which I cannot wait for. June is going to be Revival. I can't, um, yeah. July. I, I'm super excited to hear your thoughts on Revival too, Mike. Um, and that's interesting that it's coming in uh, Lisa Frankenstein year too. Um, so that'll be a fun um, discussion. And then mm. July, we've got Finders Keepers. August, we have The Bazaar of Bad Dreams. September, we have End of Watch. October, we have Gwendy's Button Box. November is Sleeping Beauties. And December is The Outsider. This we is... should clarify the Carrie episode. What yeah. is yeah. the Carrie episode, Mike? Well, it's a Twitter rep. And we've been teasing this for a long time now. But... We are going to do it. It's uh, the 50th anniversary of Carrie is this April, which means that King has been writing for 50 years. I think he did. A, he's had a good run for the long, you know, I think he's really soaked up the 50 years. It's, it's, a, it's warranted run. eight years of coverage or seven years. Uh, so what we're going to do is with these episodes is that we're going to uh, have one host or, or one loser from the original episode and tag it with three losers that weren't able to be on it. Now, if you recall, when we first started, the you know we didn't have Jen, we didn't have Mel, we didn't have you know Flieger, we didn't have Julia, we didn't have Anna, we didn't have Ashley, 
Rachel. there's some we didn't have Rachel. I mean, there's just so many losers that so many fucking losers. I, it feels so weird <laughs> saying that, but like so many losers that weren't able to 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 kind of discuss these books. And some of the OGs haven't been on books either, so that's going to be exciting mm-hmm. too. But Carrie is a good one to start with, and right now we have it set for these like 50th anniversaries. I realize that would mean that we would be covering this for 50 more years, but um, so maybe we'll chop I mean, it up with like 45 or 40th anniversaries or 30th anniversaries and what have you. But we're starting with Carrie. The you know maybe we'll we haven't really discussed what the the rubric's going to be, but probably the same book episode you know that we do, and it'll be folks that you haven't heard from and with one that you have to keep it uh you know into the 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 fabric the 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 bends if you will (laughs) um is that it is there anything i missed on this one i think that's 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 pretty much the gist of it right yeah i I think so i'm lighting myself on fire with excitement because i cannot wait to talk about some of these books yeah we haven't we haven't assigned it yet uh we've assigned we've got a lot of requests out for a lot of these books which (laughs) this is crazy because it's you know, you can dig, if you dig far enough, you'll hear our thoughts on Gwendy's Button Box, Sleeping Beauties and The Outsider. Like we talked mm-hmm. about all those books because we were covering them uh, in the news and like Needful Tweets and Hollywood King episodes. And um, I feel like we do actually have a pretty extensive chat on Gwendy's Button Box, but it's not the traditional Losers Club book episode. But um, which book are you all looking forward to the most? Randall? Um, Revival, probably. Yeah. I've read it. Uh, well, no, I didn't read it. I listened to an audiobook, and it was um, when I was it was first audiobook I ever listened to, and I wasn't uh, fully prepared for the experience. Um, I'm actually becoming a more seasoned audiobook listener, but I think I got distracted quite a bit. I was on a drive. I was with my wife, and uh, yeah, so I don't feel it was the full experience. Although I did get to hear David Moore say the word sweater nubbins, which obviously yeah. was a huge, huge impact on me. Yeah. Um, but I'm look that book is very much up my alley and I loved it and I'm but I'm like looking forward to actually sitting with the text. I think that'll I'll benefit from that. Yeah. Jen. I think the book that I'm most looking forward to reading, other than you like it darker, it's hard to really make a yeah. judgment on that one. But I think Revival is the one I'm most looking forward to reading again mm-hmm. but i think the one i'm most looking forward to talking about is sleeping beauties it's not <laughs> nice. really a book i love but it's got a really interesting premise and i think it's i think it's gonna be a really good conversation um so yeah i'm excited for that one even though it is really long <laughs> i can't say that's the one i'm looking forward to reading the most but i think it's I, I'm interested to dig back into that book with, you know, the the lens that we cover these books with, you know, because every time I read a book, like I like it more than the first time because I'm looking for things to like, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm looking for for common threads. And I know that I'm going to be talking about it. So I'm I'm interested to tackle that one again. Yeah, that's uh, one I can guarantee you. Justin Gerber will never be a part of because he had to read it within, I think, like a week or something when we were covering oh. it. Like we would do capsule, you know, reviews on our, our early news episodes. And I think he was like, I'm, I don't know if I want to go back. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's long. Um, yeah, I, I, revi- it's revival for me. As I said mm-hmm. multiple times in this podcast, it was the book that I was supposed to read before we started this. And I, I got two pages in before we said, hey, why don't we go back to the beginning? Um, which is ironic that we're going to be covering Carrie this year too. So it's kind of like this weird full circle in a weird yeah. way. But uh, yeah, Revival is the big one for me. Although I'm excited to really 
dig into the outsider because I, there are lots of parts of that the book that I really do like mm-hmm. and and I'm, I'm genuinely excited to be able to talk about that tied to the miniseries now in depth because some of my favorite chats that we had especially um what was it pre-pandemic were tied to th- those the, that miniseries and I really did have a, a blast watching those so re- I'm, I'm I'm very curious to re- revisit that miniseries now knowing that we're probably not we're not going to get the fun the what is it the um if it bleeds follow up to that if you know that we were touting at the time okay. uh so yeah that that that's one there anything else um that that catches your eye I mean we have the whole Mr. Mercedes trilogy yeah <laughs> like, I'll be on those apps but you know yeah Hey, I, I, say I again, I liked them a lot more than I was expecting to on Reread. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot of good stuff in there. There's some bad stuff too, but you know. I mean, I've read everything Holly except for the trilogy. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> except for the first three except books. Except for the of first three books except where she's for the in. majority of the books. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's, uh, it'll be interesting to, to finally get there. What do we think is going to be the most divisive book amongst us? I think Bizarre Bad Dreams is going to be divisive. Yeah. I think it, I really enjoy it a lot, but it's, it's, it doesn't have the highs and lows or I don't know. I'm just going to be really curious to hear everybody's reactions to some of these stories. There are some that I really love, some I find really terrifying and one that I don't ever want to read again. So, you know, I think of our episodes about his, you know, our, our like, when he releases new books and we do episodes about them on the Patreon, if those are any indication, I imagine uh, You Like It Darker will be very divisive because I think we tend to be pretty divisive about the new stuff. Yeah. 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 What Holly was like, we got uh, somebody gave it a four, somebody gave it a three, somebody gave it a two, and somebody gave it a one just <laughs> yeah. in our episode. So, yeah. yeah, somebody did. Um, yeah, but somebody <laughs> did. Definitely not, definitely nobody on this episode. Um, yeah, I, I think... I think the I'm always excited to do the new episodes. Like those are some of the mic, mm-hmm. you know, just keep them coming, King. <laughs> because yeah, uh-huh. I, I do love doing those episodes. It's always, you know, in the past couple of years, it's always been in around August, September for us. So it's been kind of a nice entryway into spooky season. But this year it's going to be the beginning of summer. So uh, looks like we're going to be summering in crocodile island or whatever it's uh whatever that's supposed to be like crocodile, crocodile tears Cujo, Cujo town Cujo town yeah um <laughs> i get to hang out with vic can't wait um Ooh. i'm trying <laughs> i'm wondering divorce dad energy there <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh, um except, well yeah. You know, well we already you know it from the 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 little excerpt that came out so it's not yeah. too much of a i guess is that a spoiler can excerpts be spoilers now i don't know no um, who knows man who, who knows anymore everyone gets up to norms hey, we spoilers. make the rules here okay yeah, we make the rules i think doing news for 10 years uh neutered me for being <laughs> ra- raging about spoilers and stuff yeah i just I, everything is public knowledge at this point for me um i'm wondering what will be the favorite amongst our listeners this year like what will be like the biggest episode Hmm. I feel like everyone's been really waiting for a revival after 1122. I still yeah. think that's like the big event yeah. for I us. I think End of Watch is probably going to be <laughs> but I think, I think, you know, people that don't like that book will want to tune in to hear a discussion on it. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Joyland will be good too. That's a good book. That's a good feel-good one too. I'm excited for that one too because that'll complete the, the hard, hard case crime. I've been mm-hmm. on, I was on later and I was on Colorado. So this was, I'm definitely going to do with Joyland. I, that's a hard month for me because I've never read Went Through the Keyhole 
even though I've read all of the dark tower. And that was another book that I was like kind of debating on at the time before our show that mm-hmm. like, all right, do we finally read this? So, um, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. I think I got to do Joyland. I got to opt for the Joyland. I mean, I think uh, you'll enjoy Joyland better too. Yeah. Just knowing you and your dark tower feelings. Yeah. Randall, you've read, went, went through the keyhole, right? Oh yeah. It's great. All right. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, what, what, what do we got here? Hmm. It seems as if, uh, there's a fax from Hollywood King, and let me see. It's, oh, shit. It is all the movies in the series that we're going to be tackling in, in 2024. Uh, Randall, did you get that fax? You really, yeah, you really stretched that one out there. I know, um, I know. <laughs> all I know. right, here's, here's all the movies in the series we're covering in 2024. Ghost Brothers of Darkland County, technically a musical, but we'll take it. Uh, the 112263 miniseries, Big Driver, A Good Marriage, Haven, maybe you haven't heard of it. It's an adaptation of what story? The Colorado Kid, right? I think it's no. old. The oh, oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> isn't it tied to Colorado Kid because yeah, it's, it's a Sam Island or something like Big Tall Island or something? Or no, I can't remember. Um, the Haven but, is the Tommyknocker town. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Yes. Uh, Christine, we're going to be doing a long watch on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingdom Hospital, finally. We were supposed mm-hmm. to do it last year. Got a little waylaid. Um, we will be discussing it next month. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side, we're going to talk about King's contributions to that. Salem's Lot 2004, uh, that's the Rob Lowe edition. Uh, mm-hmm. And R.I.P. Andre Brower. It's got actually mm-hmm. a pretty good cast. Uh, possibly Salem's Lot 1979. Uh, possibly is big possibly. There's yeah. another big possibly coming up on this list. Um, Cujo, we're going to do a long watch on that. Children of the Corn, we're going to do a long watch on that. It's going to be a really long watch because it's Children of the Corn. I know. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Mr. Mercedes TV series with Brennan Gleason, which is very good. Uh, well, the first season. I've only seen that. Firestarter, uh, we're going to yeah. do a long watch on that. Uh, possibly Dolan's Cadillac. Didn't we already cover that, Mike? We d- the thing is, is that I was looking back and I, I saw that it was one of the, it was like on an anniversary sheet. And I was like, God damn it. That was one that we didn't cover. It's, uh, I, thought we ta- I think we talked about it in our Nightmares and Dreamscapes adaptations episode. Did we do... Um, maybe we did... Well, no, we, I got I to gotta go back, but I'm pretty sure... Maybe we did, actually. I would have to look back. I need to, I need to research this because we okay. didn't do a standalone. Because we didn't do a standalone on Night Flyer, which is also from that. And we didn't do a standalone for... Uh, Dolan. So maybe I don't think anybody's calling out for a standalone Dolan's Cadillac. I know, I know. You know, the the Outsider miniseries. Uh, Mike Flanagan's The Life of Chuck, which is probably going to come out this year. Possibly The Monkey. Uh, (laughs) The Monkey is a movie uh, based on the Skeleton Crew short story that will probably, like the Boogeyman, be nothing like this the short story. (laughs) Uh, But it does star White Lotus star Theo James, a true hunk. Yeah. So oh, we yeah. got to get him on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, then there's obviously Gary Doberman's Salem's Lot, which may or may not come out this year. So that's where all the p- big possibilities come around when we talk about Salem's Lot. Do we think Mike, it's going to happen? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. what's the point in, in theorizing anymore? I mean, I feel like it kind of <laughs> has to. Um, mm-hmm. If it doesn't, like, do, I don't, do movies get delayed that long? I know. Like, it's really long. So yeah. there was there was, yesterday, I guess Lidja's library had posted footage of like, oh, Salem's Lot footage that came out or something. And it was just, uh, I think it's a clip the, from the 2004 the leak. It wasn't like I, I would have laughed my ass off. It was <laughs> like Don, Donald Sutherland doing a monologue or something. But like, um, 
you know, it was like, I guess it was supposed to be Ralph Glick, like, popping out from a grave or something. And it was just behind the scenes footage, but it was just so, like, it just, I, I think it really just colored the idea that, like, God, we really have seen nothing from this fucking movie. It's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's so strange. And it's been development forever. Like, I feel like we've been talking about this since, what, a year after it? Chapter two, like, so 2020, like 2021. It's like I mean, a cursed, it's like people, it, I don't know, it feel, it's starting to feel like a cursed movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. You'll or it's see like it a money laundering haunted. scheme or something, you know? Well, they're all money laundering schemes. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's it's what like, Hollywood it's the, is. It's the Chinese democracy of uh, Stephen King adaptations <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of anything else that could, I mean, because we're not going to get Welcome to Dairy. HBO already confirmed that's not until 2025. It's, I don't think Billy Summers is going to happen because you haven't heard anything about that. I'm sure the strike fucked that up because yeah. there, there was some movement before it. Um, I've all but given up on Lynn Ramsey's The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, which kills yeah. me because mm-hmm. and you were just mentioning that today. Randall. It's just, well, like, yeah, I rewatched You Were Never Really Here and I was like, so good. God fucking damn. It's a good I know. Mm-hmm. I know. It just kills me that like that that was easily the the one I think we were most excited for in our uh, oh, yeah. Renaissance talk, yeah. but it's it's wild to think that this September will be two years since we did the assessing the Renaissance episode, yeah, and nothing, really nothing has come out with any of the titles that we were speculating then because around that time there was also discussion of oh Paul Greengrass doing fairy tale which we've heard absolutely zilch oh, from. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I bet the strike, it's probably just a lot of it is the strike. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just do, I feel like we've, it's hard to see what's, I don't know. It's like, we're going to have to really lean on the movies we haven't covered and the, uh, the anniversaries for the long watches this year, which, hey, that's not bad. Not a bad thing. Um, but it seems like the pressure is all on uh, Mike Flanagan for Life of Chuck, which yeah. we'll find out. We will find it's got out. Stu Mocker in it, so you know there's going to be something good in it. Yeah, you know. Um, wait, who is the? Who is it in the? Um, is it Tom Hiddleston that's in that yeah. movie too? Okay, well. Oh yeah. Okay. Is he? Well, he's playing oh. Loki in it. Oh, is he? Gonna, is Taylor Swift going to be in it? <laughs> yes. And they could have. Uh, yeah. You know, they could dance together. I could. Yeah. Um. Anything else about the films, TVs? I mean, what do you, what do you, the one I'm most excited to talk about is this month is for Christine because I've been waiting forever to do this one. We wanted to do it in December to tie to the event, but you know, if we just happened to do eight episodes of 11, 22, 63, so it's, uh, you know, we kind of had to put it off. Um, out of this list though, like, what are you most excited to talk about, Jen? Well, I mean, Firestarter is on this well, list, yeah. so that is my obvious answer, but I'm really excited to talk about Kudo. Yeah. I love that movie. I love, um, you know, we were just talking about Dee Wallace on a episode of The Lady Killer. So I'm mm. really excited to to talk about that one. And to and I love that book, too, even though it's a really hard, dour one. So, yeah, that's mine. What about you, Randall? Uh, I'm excited to talk about Ghost Brothers of Darkland County, which is yeah. kind of the project that never was. Uh, there were yeah. productions. I know one of our listeners... Uh, saw a production of it at the University of Maine when it was being developed, Ooh. which is, you know, really, can, I, I, I chatted with him about it a bit. It's very cool. So that's, um, and it was, if you're not aware, it's a musical that King was developing with John Mellencamp. And uh, that's something, I'm excited to dig into the history of that one. Yeah, that was one that literally 20 minutes before we went to recording, I was kind of digging through stuff and I was like, wait, wait a second, there's that Mellencamp collaboration. When was it? And it was... It debuted in Atlanta in 2012, which means, and they had a basically a, a mini tour 
throughout the thir- the 2012-2013. So I'm, it's right around where we are right now. So that'll likely be, I don't know, maybe February, maybe maybe March, something to tie it, something to keep us on. It's part of the chronological reread if you uh if we're going to keep things along the beam. So that is exciting and maybe we'll get maybe we'll get Johnny Coog uh John John Cougar Mellencamp. This is it's John Cougar Mellencamp. That's what they always call him. He's the Coog. Why is yeah, he Cougar? What, what's what's the what's the deal with he's the Cougar? He sucks on a chili dog. Oh, that is true. My my brother and his wife are so obsessed with that lyric that they will that we whenever we go to visit they're always just blasting that song. And it's just, oh, and really? there's like a meme. Well, there's like, I guess, a meme that you, you just, it's that the song where they're just going like, sucking on chili dogs. And yeah, and every lyric like, is sucking on a chili dog. Yeah. Such a weird line. <laughs> um, it's so funny. I thought, I thought you said my brother and John Cougar Mellencamp's wife. <laughs> oh, it was. Oh, actually, this yeah. is an interesting story. Yeah. Wait, wasn't yeah. he married to uh, Meg Ryan? Who am I confusing him with? Huh. Some rock star. Let me see. Bon Let me Jovi see. was married to Heather, Heather Locklear. Mm. she was also married to tommy lee wasn't she yeah yes, it worked out was. great um oh, yeah. they, i swear to god meg ryan was married to some rock star who's very mellencampish um, he was dennis quaid yeah he was a rock star oh dennis, dennis quaid, quaid is a <laughs> it looks like he was ma- he was married not. to elaine Irwin. We're doing a pre. Mm. We're doing a pre. Jo- uh, Ghost of Darkland County episode. It's <laughs> <We> are <laughs> right to turn into a gossip podcast. Um, Wow, he actually was reportedly uh, dating Chrissy Brinkley. I'm, I'm wondering how uh, Billy Joel felt about that. He was probably mm. like, "He's not the man for me." Uh, yeah. Made us made a song that he didn't release because he hasn't released new music since the early '90s. Um, anything else? Anything? Any I, other? Any surprises you think we're going to get this year? I have a correction to make. I think in one recent episode, I said that Barbara Hershey and Aaron Taylor Johnson may have dated, and I don't think that's actually true. Now, no, so. I think. He, yes, uh, they they dated John Mellencamp and Rick Ryan. Yeah. Oh, 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 wow. Yeah, but not not. They called Barbara it quits Hershey. in 2019. There you go, Randall. You got it. Randall's got his finger on the pulse of the uh, the. What can old, I say? I love my old... gossip rags. <laughs> Do you think my that Bachelor Boys when they were dating, Dennis Quaid was kind of lurking around the house like that weird movie that he did? A couple <laughs> <years>. <laughs> I watched that movie on an airplane. It's fucking hilarious. Is it fun? It's good. It's oh, not yeah, bad. It's great. Um, oh, he's, man, he's, hey, he's, he's great in Jaws three. Okay, I love this shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's it. That's that's what we got for for season eight. Uh, I think this is going to be a pretty exciting year. This is arguably our last year for new book episodes in the sense that we haven't covered them before. Because next year we have two in the institute and I believe elevation, and then from there it's a lot of unlocks that we're going to have in Twitter episodes. So, in a way, this is kind of like a a pseudo finale in a in a way but yeah, we're you're not going overstating anywhere. it <laughs> it is overstated but it's it's this is definitely the last full year of books that we have not discussed on this podcast which is uh interesting it's going to be interesting so uh i think this is gonna be a wild ride i think there's a lot of reading but i think we we've warranted the two-month spread that we've got our, for ourselves right now after the last you know three or four months that we just covered on this podcast mm-hmm. um any other last uh, f- f- thoughts that we have for uh, the up- upcoming year? Gonna be fun. Well, there we go. Quote, gonna be fun. <laughs> Chad Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Randall, what are you, uh, any, any, any parting words before we dive into this year? Big season, big books. Woo! Ooh, Papa John's. Uh, <laughs> 
Do they they still call it Papa John's, right? I'm gonna, that yeah, even though the guy yeah. is like a, a lunatic or something like that in real life. All right. <laughs> He's not a lunatic. He just loves pizza way too much. Yeah, yeah. He like hey, gets, who among us does not love pizza way too much? I mean, I don't. I love pizza, but I don't look like I just like ran a marathon <laughs> when I talk about it. Um, by the way, it should be noted that the, today's episode is sponsored by Pizza Hut. Oh uh, uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. the, the real pizza pizza. Yeah, I wish I had a 1995 Pizza Hut with some Casper dolls. Um, okay, that's it. That is a that is a wrap on our first episode of 2024 and season eight. Uh, I just want to say thank you, constant listeners. You know, for the the support and the love that you've shown us over the years. Uh, you know, we wouldn't be doing this this long if uh, if we didn't have that enthusiasm. If we didn't have uh, that support, we can't thank All you right. enough. Wrap so up. I'm wrapping it up now. Um, long days. <laughs> And, and pleasant, pleasant night. I got some hot friends. God, I got some hot friends. I got some hot friends. God, I got some hot friends. But you know you want somebody to treat you good. This is the end of our show. For now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>